0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station
1: for all things geek.
0: All right. Luna, you good? Settle
1: yourself. She's like, I'm going to walk over everything 40 fucking times. You good? Okay, she's settled. She has no, no legs. legs. She's settled.
0: <laughs> All right, everyone. Episode twenty.
1: Episode twenty. We're here. Yeah, that's smokes. That's like special. Big. I that's can actually big. say that's a big thing. I know this that week. is big,
0: but yeah. So with episode twenty, we got a bottle of Asti because it's the only thing we do to celebrate. Because we get a thirteen-dollar <laughs> bottle of champagne to celebrate. None of that $7 bottle shit. <laughs> I can't drink Andre anymore. It's, it's just so bad. Good. I don't know how we, I think it's gotten worse.
1: Maybe it's worse out
0: here. Maybe. I don't know.
1: But it's worse and it's more expensive. It is like a dollar
0: more expensive here what and is- it's worse. I will pay five more dollars for something that tastes so much better and it's fucking $5 and I work a hundred days. On Thursday, I was out of the house from 7.30 in the morning until 10.30 at night. Yep. So I can afford (laughs) five fucking dollars for Austin. Are we ready? Yeah. Episode 20, everyone. Woo! Nothing like a real cork. A real cork. You're throwing shit You know what the place Let's fucking go So this is gonna be An episode Warn you guys now I was just FaceTiming with My two friends Listener Corey Listener John hmm. I don't think John listens But Corey listens Whatever. So listener Corey <laughs> And so I've already Had two seltzers And now we're having Ostie And now we're having Ostie
1: And I'm going
0: second mm-hmm.
1: so. We're gonna have Lobster roll Nope We're gonna have Lobster and mac And grilled and- cheese Shit Fuck <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited, and also, I've had two drinks, but mostly, I'm really excited, and that's why I'm fucked up here. We're going to
0: have lobster grilled cheese.
1: Martha ordered us lobster
0: from Maine, because we've been craving because lobster.
1: Lobster is my favorite food, and also, it's, I hate yeah.
0: the fact that I can't get and anything. And it's really hard to get here. So, everyone, episode 20, we poured that ostie, we popped that champagne. Pop that champagne. So,
1: I'm Brady Petrino. I'm Martha Bartlett. And this is... <laughs> You just got so wound up to click our glasses. I'm here. I'm here for it. (laughs) I'm Rudy Vitrino. I'm Martha (laughs) Bartlett's. But But first, first, let's let's talk nerdy. A real genuine clink. (laughs) You just wound up so much. You you were like here, then you were like, I'm gonna punch (laughs) you in the face (laughs) with a fucking (laughs) wall. Would you like some booze, but also glass? Because that would be a bad times. I don't even know if this is a glass. It, it probably be hard be hard plastic. Hard plastic? Or plastic? That's my metal band, actually. Hard <laughs> <bastard>. plastic! <laughs> okay. Episode 20. Episode 20. You're going first because it's an even day. I'm going first because it's an even day. And 20 is kind of important, so I wanted to do somebody I fucking love. So... We're talking about fucking Carnoa today. Yes! Yeah. Yes! The Queen with a K. Carnoa. Yeah, that's the title of my show. <laughs> I hate you. It's fine. I'm okay with it. I've made my piece. Uh, my sources for today are fandom, marvel.com, wikipedia, and daily. And then there's another one, but it'll come in later. So, yeah, this is my main bitch, who I'm usually thinking of when I say I love a good D-lister, and she's also a fucking style icon. Also, a big thanks to Aaron, who, when I was originally a million years ago looking for an Asgardian character to cosplay for a group, he was like, You know, I feel like Carnella would be up your alley. Listener, Aaron. Who doesn't listen? Yeah.
0: Aaron, you bitch, I'm calling you out. Bitch.
1: But yeah, now I live in this alley. This is where I live now. This is who I am now. So, thanks, I guess. So, Carnilla first appeared in Journey into Mystery 107, which I
0: never even heard of
1: that. So, Journey into Mystery started out back in the day as like a sort of horror type of thing. And then they brought in Thor and then it ended up becoming more and more Thor. And then it eventually became Thor. Yeah. So she came in at 107 and I would say probably like 50 issues later, that's when they were like, Nope, I guess this is just Thor now, (laughs) which is fine. (laughs) And so that was in August of 1964. They did a, Like, within the last ten years, bringing Journey into Mystery back with, like, Kid Loki and then with Sif was super good. I have it, so if you ever want to read it. Heart Sif. Yeah, Sif's a fucking boss in it. It's great. But yeah, uh, she's an OG created by Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. You can a thousand percent see Kirby's influence in her first design, uh, even if you had no idea she was connected to the Marvel Universe, because she's larger than life and ridiculously colorful. You know, everything is too much, and that's a thousand percent her aesthetic, and I love it. So we don't really know anything about her birth and early life. We know she lived in the Nornheim, which is where the Three Norns, or the Three Fates, lived. While living there, she became one of the most accomplished practitioners of the arts of sorcery in the Asgardian dimension. So basically, the only person that she's less magically inclined than is fucking Odin. She's on par with Loki... Sometimes above, sometimes equal, but never below. Also, so the question of the Nornheim. So the Nornheim isn't one of the nine realms. Like, that's not what it is. It's basically where the Norns are, but it's also on Asgardian land. So basically, Carnilla didn't consider herself to be subject to Asgardian rule, and instead the Nornheim is seen as, as an independent country, and Carnilla was the absolute monarch there this is fucking bonkers because Odin is the king of all nine fucking realms. Except for this one small chunk (laughs) of his own realm, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, basically, it's like she went into his backyard and she built a castle in the shape of a fucking middle finger around some important stuff and was like, I live here now and you can't fucking rule over me.
0: Oh, (sighs) that asshole that puts their fence like a foot over your property.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's like, sorry, I just... I just live here. We don't have any real history established there, so you don't know if Carnilla inherited this kingdom from someone, or if she just set up shop within Odin's one eyesight and then said, yeah, this is cool, this works, um, but I can tell you which one makes more sense for her personality. It's like, oh, I know you can see me from here, and I know that it's really right in your line of eyesight, but uh, this is my fucking place. So, fuck off. Ugh, Queen. So she lives in a boss ass castle called the Norn Keep. Um it is opulent as fuck with like lounging chairs and lavish thrones. Not throne thrones. Of There's course. a bunch. Yeah.
0: So uh um, lounging, which clearly why would you want to sit in a throne where you're uncomfortable? No.
1: You wanna like I am fucking royalty. Swanky fainting couch where you can just be like, ugh. yeah. It's it's like the island that you would want to live in but everything's in a castle. Because everything is just like spread out and wonderful. Somebody's gonna fucking bring you everything. She's like, I'm magic so I don't have to go anywhere. She runs a tight ship. She's attended by her servant Hag. Literally Hag. H-A-A-G. Of course. Um, Who is uh, an older sorceress. And then there's troops of guardian demons that she's basically been like, bitches, if y'all can like guard my place, that would be cool. But also, so within the Nornheim, there's also Asgardians that just fucking live there and are, you know, chill. And then whatever her relationship with the Norns is, it just seems like they're above her pay grade, which <laughs> is fair because, you know, that's like actual factual fate. So yeah, Carnilla usually pops up in Thor stories not so much because of Thor, but because of his brothers, uh, Loki and Balder, her BFF and Bay, respectively. Now, I'm not going to rehash Loki because we all know that fucking song and dance. Yeah. Mischief, adopted, daddy issues. Ba ba! <laughs> but Baldur is different because you never fucking hear anything about Baldur. Baldur is the god of light in um, Norse mythology. He's Thor's half brother and he wasn't as fucked up by Odin. Um, the whole <laughs> <laughs> parentage thing is really complicated because uh, Freya is his mother and not Thor's. She's Thor's stepmother. Gaia is Thor's mom. It's like basically a dumb soap opera family in the comics. It's complicated and dumb. But yeah, Balder isn't bravado with long blonde hair and he isn't dumb trickery with horns. He's just like good and sweet. He's a fucking Disney prince and Carnilla is smin as fuck. Uh, She also piles around with Loki sometimes. They're allies. Sometimes he needs an extra boost of power or somebody to help out with something, some dumb scheme or a sneaky plan. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that they probably chat about all the fun that you can have being the only one that's good at lying among your friends. They're incredibly similar, but with different flaws. But they're both very powerful magic users who hate Odin and love drama. I mean, who doesn't hate Odin? I know, right? He's the fucking worst. You can right. take me away from that drama shit. Mm-hmm. Unless
0: you're just going to tell me about it from afar.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm here to be like Karnalus BFF. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to sit here, please tell me, like write me long letters about all of your fucking drama. Karnalus <laughs> has a lot of the normal Asgardian powers, but she's also a super powerful magic user. So this basically means that she has superhuman strength, Speed, stamina, durability, agility, and reflexes. They're also like way fucking heavier, like just more heavy and dense than human people. Just why you're always like, she's six four and she weighs six hundred pounds. It's like okay, whatever, that's fine. <laughs> For some
0: reason they're just made out of not, they're just fucking dense material. Some
1: of them are more dense than others. So is she as guardian? Yes. So Cardula is. Like, and Asgardian. Okay.
0: Why is her hair black? Is there a myth to that? Or is that just because they were like, what the fuck ever? We don't care. There isn't a myth to that. I would say
1: it's probably just, like, like, I don't know that she ever started out with Blonde hair, I mean, even though that, uh, that that is
0: like, well, there's like, like Sif's hair like, being CF's black hair. is is a myth, yeah. And, and Amora, about theory, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like, they all have myths, but like, if they're
1: different, but other than that, yeah. they're normally. That so, said, like, uh, Carnilla is like a goddess of like dark magic and shit like that, so that could be the reason okay. that she has. I was to just her. wondering, yeah. She could have also been like, hmm, you know this suits my look a lot better. It's true. And my eyebrows are too fierce to be blonde. <laughs> that, yeah, they wouldn't even really be there no, to be blonde, it would be the saddest thing in the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> so, in addition to the like normal Asgardian nonsense that you get, she also has uh, fucking magic, which basically includes that she can enchant uh, physical and sensory abilities. She can Transform into somebody or stuff like that. She can teleport people through dimensions or teleport herself. She can temporarily paralyze people. She's got a fuck ton of powers. I would say that they didn't do any real, like, this is the top level of her power. She Mm -hmm. can't go above this. They're basically like, Odin is above her. That's all that you have for, like, uh, anything below Odin's power level is probably what Karnet can do. As far as her personality, she is abrasive.
0: Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. (laughs) we got that in common. I feel you. (laughs) I was going to go with a bitch, but we can go with a nicer word than that.
1: She's a bitch. (laughs) Uh, She's used to getting what she wants because she's a queen and you can tell. She's done a lot to get here and she's going to fucking enjoy it. She's also sneaky and scheming and petty and passionate. She almost never wears the same outfit twice, even for fucking comics where we're basically in Scooby-Dooville where everybody has like 12 of the same outfit in their fucking closet. Even Loki's got like five outfits. Carnella has like 40. That's not an exaggeration. She also has like maybe 40 appearances. So that's saying something. It's ridiculous. Girl has gowns on gowns on gowns. She's got headdresses like it's her fucking job, and bigger hair than even that. But
0: that will be so fun for the artist oh to my be like, God. You to, like you're going to include Carnella in this story. And yeah, like I can basically and whatever as long as it's the right aesthetic
1: exactly and her aesthetic is so fucking it's just
0: gaudy and purple and green
1: exactly unless she's feeling like a little gothy and then it's like gaudy and dark purple and (laughs) scully go for it you want something giant hair giant Mm -hmm. head crown go for it yeah she definitely has like some purely decorative fucking armor that has ridiculous boob cups because why bother to actually fight when you can sit back on your fucking lounge chair and wave your hand and take care of everything? So we pretty much established who she is, my favorite fucking bitch. So let's do a couple of my personal favorite stories of her. So when we first meet Carnilla, she's actually just saved Balder from being killed by Loki. Uh, and she said the reason was because in Asgard, everything has to protect Balder except for Mistletoe. Which is yes, according to myths, but also if that was wait, true, wait, 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 what? So basically, in mythology, Balder is immortal against everything except for mistletoe. He um, doesn't like Christmas. <laughs> it's like the actual stick. So I think this was pre. He
0: doesn't like Christmas. I think this. Was,
1: first of all, I think this was probably pre-Christmas. <laughs> Secondly, he's a Disney prince. Of course, he likes Christmas. <laughs> okay. Are you kidding me? There's literally no way. It doesn't matter that it's not a holiday that he would normally celebrate. If you were like, hey, there's this thing, he would be like, oh, it's cute. I'm going to go talk to my like animal friends and they'll all join us in decorating this tree together. And then I will cry a lot. It's fine. So like in myth, Odin and Freya, whoever Baldr's parents were, basically were like, Everybody has to protect Balder because he's my son, blah, 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 blah. And every being and everything showed up except for fucking mistletoe was late or something. <laughs> I don't
0: really remember. Mistletoe! Mistletoe was you. Yes. And you I was remember? like, I'm
1: not just up, but I, I set my alarm for PM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so later when Balder is like actually killed, uh, Loki kills him by sharpening a spear uh, made out of mistletoe, and then that's what heralds Ragnarok. But that's not what happens in the comics. Actually, Odin saves him, and his hair turns white. His Pim-pom. hair turns white. Balders. Okay. Not I was Logan. like,
0: isn't is, I, I was like, isn't Odin's hair already
1: white? <laughs> he's just old. That's different. <laughs> it's fine. It's normal and shit. Yeah. So uh, so she saves Balder, and is like, it was because of this. But also, if that was true, then how did Loki get so fucking close to killing him? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever you s- want to say, girl, just saying. He probably looked like a cute Disney prince, and you were like, mm, I'm here. Might as well do a thing. This might pay out Bons. later. Wands. See, he blue eyes? He, so at this point, this is before he died, didn't have white hair yet. So he was a brunette. Oh, he has brunette hair? Mm-hmm. God-ass guys, we supposed to have blonde hair. Yeah, I don't know. Everything what is, is dumb and confusing. happening comics? But also, like, this is OG shit, so <laughs> I, was I don't going to say,
0: Norse mythology at this very smallest amount of it actually
1: ever. Yeah. Yes, actually. <laughs> Carnilla is not part of Norse mythology, literally We're all. actually just going to take a but couple, couple of names like, and You know Potem. what would be cool? This. <laughs> and I was like, I agree, so it's fine. A few issues later, she ends up loaning Loki the fucking Norn Stones to help him out with a dumb scheme. So, the Norn Stones are these mega powerful stones that she throws around like fucking marbles, to be totally honest. They also uh, are one of those things that they probably didn't think of the mechanics of because it's one of those things that a writer brings in when they need something. A Hail Mary. It's a Deus Ex Machina, it's a Dragon Ball type of deal. Yeah. So, yeah, they usually amp up people's powers. And they can cause powers where there weren't any, but they like also have brought people back from the dead. It's a bunch of fucking nonsense, you know. Another time though, that she went to give Loki a boost with uh, the Northstones, it didn't go quite as well. As I this. was
0: literally just gonna be like, "Can you only do it once though?" Like the oh, no. Dragon Ball, you can't. She do so the basically, she's Tri- like, "Unless, well, but this is a different set of Dragon
1: Balls. <laughs> <laughs> we found a different Piccolo to go get them." Aren't you sad that Krillin is still dead again? His one use. That's another fucking episode. But but true. That's the truth. No, the Nornstones you can kind of use whenever the fuck you want. Because it's just that I would say most comic writers don't remember that they exist. And then
0: they do and they're like,
1: oh a <laughs> thing. So another time that she used the Nornstones, but it didn't work out quite as well. So you know the Wrecker. The leader of the Wrecking Crew, which is for those not in the know, a D-list criminal group based around construction.
0: <laughs> if you're gonna guess yeah. by the Wrecking Crew <laughs> as their name,
1: and they're the, they're the team that every like dumb baby team cuts their teeth on when they're like, is I there, need to fight one person. Is
0: their theme Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball? I can't
1: it even like realize you're No, it's worse. Oh no. Hold on. We're almost there. Damn it. <laughs> so um the wrecker is actually this guy named Dirk Garthwaite. Ugh. So honestly, there's no good path to go from there. Like you don't escape a name like that, you're it just is? gonna have a bad life. That's that's yeah. how it is. So Change it. Anyhow, dude is fired from his job from being violent and antisocial and he's all like, I'll show them I'm gonna fucking do something. So or he- just don't be violent. Yeah, you could have not done this. You could have not. So he's like, I'm, I'm not like that. So he makes himself a fucking costume. <laughs> so i himself violent. the fucking wrecker and goes and commits a bunch of violent records. Yes, I'm not violent. So to show you I'm not violent, I'm going to go do a bunch of violent it things. It gets dumber. Oh, God. Okay, so uh, <laughs> he goes and does a bunch of robberies. And then he leaves a fucking crowbar at the scene of every crime as a calling card. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And I get his fingerprints are on it. He does wear gloves in his outfit. But also, like, bringing a crowbar to a robbery is probably pretty par for the course. Like, that's a thing that you bring to fucking robberies. If you leave a crowbar behind, it's not like, oh, we know exactly who was here. It was definitely the record. It's like somebody left their crowbar behind because they're a fucking dumb idiot. A fucking dumb idiot. It gets stupider. Oh, God. So he goes to this random hotel, and he goes into a random hotel room to rob someone, and it turns out that it is Loki, and he is depowered for some reason that I didn't read about. (laughs) Because who cares? Because I don't care. He's just depowered, and he got the power back. I assume that's probably why he needed the fucking Nornstones, (laughs) which makes a good deal of sense. So the Wrecker fucking, like, flacks him on the back of the head and knocks him out, because that's what you do. When all you have is a fucking... When all you have is a crowbar. Crowbar. And then immediately he puts on fucking Loki's helmet. Because if you're a big dumb criminal, you might as well do a big dumb thing. So in comes Carnilla, probably sweeping in dramatically and paying mostly attention to herself. And she immediately puts a fucking enchantment on Loki's helmet to power him up. Except for it was from behind. So it wasn't Loki, it was... The wrecker, and that's how we have the wrecking crew. Thanks, buddy. Can just take it away? Nah. Maybe she could have, but she, was, she like, was like, I, I have better things. Basically. You're
0: ridiculous. Have yeah. fun.
1: We actually have to do the thing that we said we were going to do, whatever the fuck it was. I'm um, busy.
0: You have fun. Maybe I'll come back, but probably not.
1: Mm-mm. And the answer is she doesn't ever come back. <laughs> she gives the wrecker random powers and then is like,
0: adios. I hope one day they first circle with that and he, like, accidentally, like, scruffs her shoe. And she's like,
1: It would be great, great. if he had been worshipping her for, like, many, many years. And then she came back on him and was like, this is weird. And he's like, you gave me powers. And she's like, like oh, oh, that one time I fucked up.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, you're gone now. None of that. <laughs> and and then we never see from him
1: again. And then we're done with the Wrecking Crew, and they just rob bad banks we have <laughs> with a crowbar. With a crowbar. This is my signature crowbar. Oh, fucking goon. Do you think it has the wrecker written on it in like crayon? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I do. If that was not what you were asking, it doesn't matter because that's what I think. <laughs> Of the Wrecker. And the R is fucking backwards. <laughs> and the P is giant. <laughs> and Wrecker is all in capital. Mm. Yes. And then she and Loki end up tricking Sif into animating the Destroyer, which is that big, dumb, roboty fellow from uh, Asgard, which can shoot beams from his face and was one of the like three things I liked about Thor 2. That. Remember nothing. I just them. remember being you know? very attracted to Sif,
0: <laughs> and annoyed oh, that they didn't
1: use Christopher Eccleston the way they should have. And they were like, <laughs> I have <laughs> another Loki boner. And I was like, please keep it to yourself.
0: I was watching just like a special like lead up to it and how they're going through all like the different stone. And when they got to door two, I was like, "Oh, yeah, I did know. I didn't even fucking know that was about a stone.
1: Because I think the th- two times I tried to watch that movie, I fell asleep. It's very not good it's and not, not interesting.
0: Good. Not interesting. I
1: wanted it to be... I and like, ugh, it sucks. Just make Thor fun. Thor should always be, be Ragnarok. fun. Like, it doesn't always have to be exactly... Like, you could but have made like Malekith into Ragnarok. It could have been that. It wouldn't have been hard. We just always need Tycho what T.T.E. Yes, Teigu TT is
0: understands what Thor's supposed to be, so always have him. And
1: own. is a fucking gem.
0: And is basically an Asgard.
1: Let me snuggle you. If he was,
0: an, if someone wants to be an Asgardian,
1: I feel like Bobby's, that's fair. He gets it. He gets it. It's funny. It's hair metal. It's too much. Yeah, he gets it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is about when she uh, Cornelia starts to uh, catch fields for Balder. And she's like, hmm, I'm gonna try and make a move, and he's like, Nah. But he's nice about it because that's who he is. <laughs> nah, you're kind of a bad guy. I'm kind of a good guy. I don't think this will work out. And she's like, Have you considered that this would be really cool? And he's like, mm, no. no. And she's like, Okay, I was gonna save you from these guys, but fuck you. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're Never on your own. fucking
0: mind, then.
1: Yeah, their relationship when it starts is a. Big fucking mess, like, for real Uh, She liked him and was like I want you and you're mine He was like, "Um, no, No. that's that's not how that goes (laughs) She's 100% not used to not getting what she wants So, like, if my, I would say, headcanon is correct She basically just took a chunk of Asgard and was like This is where I sit now, fuck you, Odin And then when Baldur doesn't bow to her She's like, interesting you're a very cheap boy you know she wants some more after that yeah so she does help Odin a few times uh, at one point she wakes him from the Odin sleep when he was needed to defeat someone but the only reason she does it because she's like see I'm not that bad no she's like wow. Balder you have to reno- renounce Odin before I do this <laughs> what a but then she's like no it's fine I guess you can do your own thing if you're gonna be like a pouty butt about it He's probably not a pouty butt. He probably, like, is really nice to all the birds that are around her. And then, I don't know. He's a Disney princess. Prince. It's, he's probably a Disney princess. He's a thousand percent a Disney princess. Like, a fucking squirrel lands on his hand and then gives him a kiss. A dream. Literally. I wish. There's one yeah. scene in one of the shorts where, like, a bunch of birds come to Balder and like hang out about around him. And Carnilla is like, they never do that when I'm around. Because <laughs> they know you're a She's evil like, bitch. we all know that you chased us through all of your childhood and <laughs> most of your adulthood. So we know what's up. We know you're a bitch. But yeah, uh, she teams up with him and is like, hmm, a couple different times. And he's like, be devoted to me. And he's like, I'm devoted to Asgard, but I'm starting to like you a little bit. And then things were going so well and she does this big fucking dumb shit. Shocking. Yeah, so she's lying back in the most fabulous fucking jumpsuit ever, watching Balder on basically Magic TV that she's made in her room. She's watching Balder go meet this woman named Hannah, who she compelled to go back to this market, and they have this like meeting and they start to fall for each other and as she suspected, they fall in love and she's like, I can totally use these feelings to my advantage. And everyone else is like, Pah? really? Okay. This is the most Rube Goldberg way to make anyone fucking fall in love with you ever. It's like, well, if I do seven different other things, then maybe we won't. Like, why don't you if guys I just hang went out? went to point A to point B to point C
0: to point D yeah. to point E, I might get to point F. You could just be... Or I could just go to point A and point
1: B, but that's... 10% less of a bitch. And you would be in there like fucking Flint. But no, this is what we're going to do. So instead, she uh, has him fall in love with Hannah, and then she teleports them both to the Norn Realm, and she's like, yoink... Uh, so, Balder, I'm going to kill Hannah unless you marry me
0: No, that's not No, it's not That's not going to make anyone like you
1: That's not going to make anything, do anything And he's like, what? And she's like, uh, okay, I guess I'm going to do it And he's like, fine, I guess I'll marry you So, they have the ugliest wedding garb Why am I not surprised? Ever. And at least it's... tell me you have a picture Oh, fucking yes ugly fucking wedding garb it's uh gold and orange and pointy and has skulls and she's like (laughs) yeah i designed it no big deal literally she's like i knew you'd look good in it and i'm like he was just in that cute little purple dress but and he's literally all thighs but it's fine you could go for that that's okay (laughs) like we're all allowed to like the things we like i like I don't know, tiny dresses and giant size and she's like, I like very pointy things and a skull. It's fair. It yeah. is her aesthetic. Yeah, that's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, so Balder is sad, and he's, she's like, aw, you miss Hannah. So she teleports fucking Hannah there to be the ultimate bitch. This poor girl is, like, just the most basic person she could find near the market, and she's also incredibly fucking sad. They have their wedding, and Hannah comes and crashes their wedding, <laughs> This isn't funny. This is just dramatic and shitty. But she's like, okay, well, uh, you said that if he didn't marry you, you'd kill me. and Now I'm going to kill me so you don't have to marry each other. So no person in any of this situation is logical at all. Except for maybe Balder, who is just a person in it. But every other person who's like, I've been taking... I don't know fucking crazy pills and I decided to go for the most dramatic and also the most complicated way to do every fucking thing what okay yeah so that all goes belly up Hannah does die no (laughs) one actually gets married and everyone is fucking bitter. it's a great way to start your relationship Carnella still does have fucking feelings though so they have a bunch of fucking adventures she She needs so much therapy Yeah, I'm like, one of your little servant demon people should be a therapist. You I'm should, sure there's a therapist in hell.
0: You should uh, at least uh, supply them with the ability to become a therapist. I'm yeah. sure you can.
1: Also, if you had just not done this, things would have gone logically, you just, and you guys would have still fucked. some fucking Netflix and chill, bitch. Like, just wait a little bit. Just a little Netflix and chill. If you, like, all you, literally every time, if she just chilled out for like five fucking seconds... Their relationship would have gone high. Have immediately you ever seen her well. outfits? No <laughs> <laughs> there's no chill. no Have you ever seen her hair or her eyebrows or her shoes? There is no chill ever. The least chill. so after all of this happens, years pass, and then they have some adventures where they have to like kind of team up and they have their give and take and their relationship does grow from there. They actually team up against Amora and Scourge, and actually, so the person who taught Amora all of her fucking magic was actually Carnilla, and she's like, bitch, you better not. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the dynamic between them starts to change, and he actually starts to get her and like her at this point. And she starts to see him as, like, a nuanced person and not just the cutest Disney prince in the world. Princess. Princess. Whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a short series comic by Walt Simonson, who I met at a Rhode Island convention. He's very nice. He's really fucking tall. And I was like, Carnilla, let's talk about Carnilla. And he's like, okay. (laughs) I do also love her, but also you're being weird and this is a D-list character. It's fine. But yeah, so at this point in the comics, uh, Balder had been staying with her for a little while, and they'd been kind of off and on as far as relationship shit goes. And then he yeah, was because
0: she killed his fucking love.
1: Hmm. So technically, she killed herself. I know <laughs> it's not good. Like, technically, your cat is all the
0: problems that she causes.
1: Fuck you, fuck you, and fuck her. <laughs> He stays with her for a while in the Nornheim, and then he gets a message that he was needed in Asgard after she, like, intercepts it and puts somebody in the dungeon, and then he's like, um... So Baldur leaves, and then during his absence, she's actually taken prisoner by the Frost Giants of the Jotunheim, who were preparing for an Asgard invasion. Baldur returns and rescues her, and everything's great. Yay. Uh, they save each other a lot. So, like, nobody fucks with Baldur because they're like, Mmm, that's kind of scary. <laughs> and her, you'd have to deal with her full power and her wrath. And she's like, mm, I don't want to fuck with that. But also, Balder's nothing to sneeze at either. There was another story semi-recently, and I'm going to be real with you, they just picked Cronulla because they did, needed a female villain that wasn't Amora. And it was super out of character, so we're not talking about that fucking shit. So we basically go back into her after like, coming from the 80s very recently when uh, Jane Foster took over the mantle of Thor. Uh, people considered her, I know, right? Weird. <laughs> uh, as somebody who could potentially have been the new Thor, and it was like a, a hard nope. And when uh, Jane Foster Thor is fighting against... Like, Odin's dad or brother or something like that. Who fucking cares or knows? I can't remember. when there. It's basically a bunch of fucking people show up to fight. And Carnilla is there and they're like, um, so are you here to fight? And she's like, I'm pretty sure we can't win this one. But also, I really wanted to see who the new Thor was because it sounds interesting. So that's the only reason I'm here. And then very, very recently, like, 2019 in comics... Everybody's... Not everybody's dead. But is dead. Every Avenger is dead, ever. Every Avenger is fucking dead. Um, Why? I don't know. They're dead. I don't know. They don't stay dead, so I don't fucking care. The genuine real. Basically, there was a fight with Malekith, and that's how she ended up dying. But before she ended up dying, she sent all of the people out of the Norn Keep to make sure that she would, like, be the one who basically went down the ship and fought everybody. Like, if that isn't the exact opposite of the person that you first fucking met, who's like, I'm in this middle-finger-shaped castle on your land. (laughs) She grows. She's better. She's great. She, right before dying, has visions about Jane Foster, and she tries to warn them to, like, protect her. And then... Thor and Loki recently traveled to Hell. The Realm of the Dead, that's Hell with one L, and they're apparently fighting against Cinder, which is S-I-N-D-R, like Tinder, but we with an S. We, we didn't cross over into the land of Ruby. No, <laughs> we crossed over into the land of Tinder with an S, oh. which is the stupidest thing. Uh, she's the daughter of Surtur and the ruler of the Muspelheim, uh, which is the Fire dimension. So basically, yeah, they go into Hell to figure out what they're going to fucking do. Uh, Thor and Loki are reunited with Balder, who is ruling the Niflheim at this point, which is the cold fucking place. And then he's also the regent of Hell.
0: And Niflheim makes me think of, like, Sniffles.
1: That's how you always remember that. It's cold. Oh, it's cold! I know! That sounds awful. (laughs) It, it, It does. It's another one of those, like, basically... So, so I think Muspelheim, Niflheim, and Hell are all basically Hell realms, or like everything is fucking shitty realms.
0: <laughs> don't go there, realms. Yes, yeah,
1: don't don't do that thing. <laughs> don't do that thing. Balder's been leading the dead in their battle against Cinder, and with him is Carnua. They try to find this like apparently a super weapon, which uh, has actually Hella in there, the former ruler of Hell and her brother, who is also Loki's child, Fenris, who is a wolf. Hela is like, I'm getting my fucking throne back, blah, blah, blah. She attacks the Asgardians, and Loki's like, no, let's not fight. This doesn't make any sense, because if we fight, then it's just going to be less people to fight against fucking Cinder. We should fucking team up. And the way we should team up is Hela and Balder should fucking get married so that they can co-rule over hell. But aren't they siblings? No, because Loki's not related at all. Hella Who's is getting married? Hella and Balder. And they're not related. Yeah. Hella is Loki's daughter. Okay. Balder is Odin and Frigo's son. And Loki is 100% adopted. Got yes. it. Exactly. There you go. So they're like, Ooh, this sounds fucking terrible. And is like, who the fuck had babies with Loki? That's literally another episode okay <laughs> it's actually a really really good story it's another episode so yeah they basically are like mm, this is a bad idea and they're like I guess we'll have to fucking do the thing so that we can bond and then get this shit taken care of and is like I think this would be a really good idea for you Balder but turns out Helen didn't mention that she was actually fucking dating Thanos and he shows up and he's like oh and she assumes that he's going to take the throne by force, but he was actually there to dump her. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's more wedding nonsense. They start to actually get married. Carnilla sees an opportunity and convinces Loki to help her. And then as Balder and Hella are arguing about the ceremony and how they're going to proceed, Carnilla literally slaps a fucking wedding finger on Hella's finger and says wedding finger. Oh no, I said a wedding finger. A wedding ring on Helen's finger. I was literally be
0: like, what? <laughs> I mean, I'm not married, but I watched a lot of fucking four weddings yeah. and that's just, never come up. he's like, hey, women I mean, th- Pull your whole finger off and cram it on mine.
1: <laughs> Puts a ring on her finger and says, I do. And that makes the ceremony complete. So they'd had like half a ceremony. Carnilla just yoinks in this isn't any, like... This isn't how it works. No. It's not how weddings work. It's Asgard. It's fucking this, space magic. It, it's not how anything works. To be fair, okay, so... This does have some weird precedent, because Loki had to marry Sijin for a fucking joke. Because Loki was like, I'm gonna marry you, and me, And then didn't actually want to, and Odin was like, you actually have to.
0: But if... no,
1: oh no, I forgot his name. What's the guy's name? Boulder
0: boulder
1: He didn't say I do. Mm. If he didn't say I do, then nothing's there. Hella said I do. And then Carnilla yoinked in and said I do also. So are Hella and Carnilla, Carnilla Mar- I mean, Mar-
0: Oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah. Well, it's still silly. But <laughs> it's still very it's still Hella didn't but say means- I do to Carnilla, but mm-hmm. it makes more
1: sense now. Yeah. Okay. And to be fair, Hella didn't want to say I do, to Balder. Well, I don't and know like, much about Balder, so... I would fuck
0: Carnella over Balder every time. I figure, guy. but you keep describing him as a Disney princess, and that's pretty fucking
1: balder. But yeah, so now Carnella and Hella are co-ruling... Married! ...as the fucking queens of hell. I can get behind that. Yeah, I now pronounce you, uh, queens of hell. That was literally the guys like, well, guess we're going with this. That's that. And then as part of the deal... Basically, they got to bring uh, Balder back to the realm of the living. So now they can just, I don't know, write letters and be sad about each other. So that's where we're at in comics. I need to pick up this last comic where they got married because I'm going <laughs> to fucking shit my uh, parents over it. It's a lot of black hair and I dig it. So much <laughs> black hair and height and nonsense. Ugh. It's the ultimate, like, goth queen wedding. Yeah. Fuck me.
0: No, but for real. That can a help it.
1: I need it. And that fucking ball,
0: they're all fit. <laughs> Next convention we actually get to go to. I've been
1: the most excited. Let's <laughs> so have to do some more squats. <laughs> yeah. Thighs. Dem thighs. I'm really Guys, good. I
0: did squats the other day with, like, fucking actual weights, so and now my legs feel like they're going to fall off my
1: body. If they do, I'll let you guys know. Just one podcast episode. <laughs> it's just me being like, so Bernice legs like, fell off her body and now we can't do a podcast. Bye! Bye! Clink. <laughs> uh,
0: that was good. <laughs> I didn't know uh, a lot about Carnella.
1: She's a really complicated and like weird character. Yeah,
0: like I know some things. But also I she has like 40 fucking appearances. Yeah. Period. And I know she has absurd outfits.
1: And it's always fun to learn, like, a little bit more about Baldur because, like, he's one of those characters that gets so... He's critically underused. Because he's really fucking cool when they do use him, not just when he's sitting around in a cute purple skirt. I was gonna say, he should just always have birds on him. I gotta
0: find this <laughs> fucking... It, you know, it makes me think of, actually, you know, of Beauty and the Beast, when... Beast has it's all the eight,
1: birds on him. Yeah. And he just has, like, 80 birds on him. And he's like, Except um. for, um. Balder is Bell. He's like, I'm just going to put these birds on you. And Carnella's like, why are these birds touching <laughs> me? I don't, I don't. Is this okay? Or are they going to try and eat me? Should I hit them? I can make should them I, catch on fire. I, I can make them literally disappear into nothingness. It's touching. <laughs> and he's like, I can fun. make them jewels for me to wear as outfits This is my best friend His name is Tweet And that one's name is Tweet And he just has like little whistles for all of them And she's like oh my god how are you so cute Doesn't make any sense Why do I like you I'm like this and not like that That said So there's a really great fucking panel Of Loki who's being like So uh I think it would be really cool if we both tried to like scheme and hang out together. And she's like, Mmm, bitch, we are too similar and I am not interested. <laughs> Claire here with a special announcement. Contrary to popular belief, I didn't cancel Dr. Geek's laboratory. It fell into development purgatory thanks to MacGuffinite crystals or some such science from fiction nonsense. I've put an end to that. I locked all the staff inside the laboratory for the duration of the crisis. Now they can create 24-7 without petty distractions like home lives or free will. Look for new Dr. Geek episodes coming soon. The gay dynamics last up against the wall when the robots rise.
0: martha
1: and i have these froses or proseccos. hers
0: is a prosecco,
1: mm-hmm. and uh, it's asty so we're still fancy yeah, so we're still fancy but so trashy <laughs> it's in a fucking like paper thing it's a pouch
0: it's
1: a pouch it it's one of those pouches it's like a shitty capri sun but for adults yeah um, Oh, i really wish they had alcoholic capri suns it is percent alcohol mm, that's what's what up
0: yeah I started with the prosecco, and then we switched because Martha can handle the amount of lemon in the prosecco. A little I bit love a good lemon pledge. It's very <laughs> lemony, <laughs> and she can handle You can handle lemon a little bit better than I can. I do can. like a good lemon. Yeah. It's and just I like I like lemon, but I like you lemon, like something
1: you know. where it's like somebody ground up some fucking lemon pez and yeah, put it on top. Like
0: I literally don't even like lemon water. I don't get lemons in my water. That's true. I know that for a <laughs> fact. So, we switched because my frosé has strawberry, lemon, grapefruit. If you had read that in the store, you would have gotten two of these. Yeah,
1: I can't read.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which we know because you, we've listened to 20 podcasts.
1: Oh, yeah. from oh no, I thought was a self burn. <laughs> I'm unhappy about it. Oh, no. Okay, okay fucks.
0: My topic today is Henry the 8th true love Anne Boleyn
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> So if you guys don't know me I have a lot of feelings about Anne Boleyn and Henry the 8th but mostly the Anne Boleyn
1: strong feelings
0: strong feelings Anne Boleyn is the person that the question of like if you could go back and talk to anyone even mm-hmm. if they were dead who would it be and it would be Anne Boleyn. I love her so much this is specifically I'm talking today about how I believe Henry truly loved her which is it's hard it's hard to because t- there's so much with history you don't know things aren't written out properly there's mm-hmm. not records you didn't um,
1: write Dear Diary i <laughs> sure a lot of hands. yeah so,
0: it's, you know, when you listen to other people's accounts, but everybody's biased and yada, yada, yada. So, even though Henry VIII was not was about the best person, as in he was oh, bad. an asshole, out of him and his six wives, if you guys don't know, Henry VIII had six wives. Like, I believe Anne Boleyn was meant to be his, like, true wife, and that was, like, the one wife he actually loved. Maybe Catherine in the beginning, but...
1: I genuinely don't know that. Like, I know the thing story, yes. but I don't so, know any specifics.
0: Um, is something I will definitely talk about again because there's so many different ways to go about <laughs>
1: her because, like we said, strong feelings. Yes, and
0: I have so many strong feelings about her. <laughs> My um, sources, Wikipedia, the com. There's an article called Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn by Suzanne Lipscomb. She displays myths about lovers who changed history, uh, historyextra.com, and then history.com, and also I listen to this podcast. I listened to two Anne Boleyn podcasts. One of them was uh, the Queens of England podcast. The other was just hashtag Queens podcast. So, we've all heard about Henry VIII, the English king with six wives to which he had beheaded, and of course, the most controversial of queens, Anne Boleyn. But what uh, most don't know is that, from what he has left over from history, Anne Boleyn seemed to be one of the few, if not the only queen and wife, that Henry truly seemed to love until it all went very wrong. Well. We all... Mm-hmm. So, don't get me wrong, I think, and did end up loving him back, but I'm pretty sure she wasn't much interested in the beginning, and it was definitely the case of, find someone you love more than they love you. Walter and Carnilla. Your mom coming to us right
1: here. Yeah, that's true. That is the best advice. That love Find you more someone than- who loves you more than you love them. Yeah. Yep. You want them to be the reacher because they're always going to work more. Yes.
0: And not that specifically, Henry. What obviously Henry was the reacher, but I definitely believe Henry loved Anne more than more than Anne yeah. loved Henry. And I think not obviously by the end when he by the end when he was by having the her beheaded. Yes, by the end. But I think by like for Kevin. by. Fuck, um... <laughs> <Bones>! Kevin! Classic <laughs> chickens up in here. <laughs> Sorry. Fuck. <laughs> huh. By so, the end, but I think like not like I said specifically by the end, the end because he had her beheaded. But like it lasted a lot longer than people think, and I, th- I think at some point, eventually, was like Anne was like, "I am smitten with you, and I do love you more than just a king." Like I see all these good qualities in you. I do love Henry the so much, but I also hate him. So much. <laughs> it's hard. I obviously view as a person now in real life, I would fucking hate him.
1: Sometimes you love a
0: villain. But but also like he's history, I love him yeah. so much.
1: It's the same thing with fiction. Mm-hmm. How many fucking villains do I love? It's a long goddamn list. But it also, is. if I ever had to meet them in person, I would run fucking away. Yeah, it's true. I would admire their style from far away, unless it's Norman Osborn's stupid hair. <laughs> But I would run.
0: So, before we get dig into all the details of the shows, the movies, or the books of mist, i start at the beginning with who Henry VIII and who Anne Boleyn was. I'm going to start with Anne Boleyn because she deserves to go first because she's amazing. She's way too good for Henry. And I love her so much. Mm. So, Anne Boleyn was born to Thomas Boleyn and Elizabeth Howard. And though they were considered very high in the line of nobility, There is much more there than most would give credit. Anne's mother, Elizabeth Howard, is the daughter of the Earl of Surley, and they can be traced back all the way to Edward I, so the Howard name is actually a pretty high name. Thomas (laughs) Millen was of lower class, and he ended up marrying up by marrying Elizabeth Howard, but he himself rose from little to it being a family of wealthy merchants and even knighted. Oh! Anne's mother did kind of have a name, not a crazy high name, but did have a name. Mm-hmm. But the Bolins worked their way up from basically working class into being sort of something. Yes, sir. Um, sir Yes, Boleyn. I believe so. Yeah, eventually. Mm-hmm. So now Anne's worth year isn't proven, but there's two dates that tend to fall either on 1501 or 1507. Because they were a lower family and she was a female, things like that just weren't recorded back in the day. Mm -hmm. She has two siblings, a sister Mary and a brother George. There were two others. They didn't make it past birth, though. And then depending on when you believe when she was born, she was either the eldest or she was either the middle sister. George is the youngest, (coughs) the brother, the only boy. So there was... So I could be making this up out of my ass, but I think I read somewhere that it was actually technically Marianne and Anne-Marie Pullen. Yeah. Um, but don't quote me on that because that's something I could have just read at some point
1: that wasn't actually true. They were like, you know what would be the two best middle names for the next 900 years?
0: But then me and Anne would have the same middle name and that would be amazing.
1: <laughs> you and Anne and every fucking way I
0: here. don't fucking care about all of <laughs> Me and Anne would have a bond and that's all I want in my life. Alright, but most believe that Mary was the oldest. Mary was Yes.
1: And <laughs> <It's> Skipper, too. <laughs> me and Anne, I <laughs> The movie star. And the, the rest.
0: Best. Or eventually they're like, oh, that's rude The Professor and Mary. Yeah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, those other people are like, not a lot of people. It's like, and say and the rest is fucking say, bitch There's only two more people. Why can't we just say their name? Say, and the rest, and, and those two people, and, and the rest the
0: and the professor and Mary and are very different. No. <laughs>
1: So rude. Wow. Fuck. Now okay. we're learning other things. <laughs> I have so much knowledge today.
0: All right. Most think that Mary was the oldest, and was the second, and then George is always listed as the youngest. Um, all three children had some of the best education, especially for their class, like the next to like right under royalty. That's how their education was. And, um, ever since they were very young, Anne was very, very smart. Ah. Very smart girl. So the birth year of 1501 makes more sense since in 1513 Anne became a maid of honor, honor to Margaret of Austria. And this is usually a position hold by a 12 or 13-year-old girl. So if it was, you know, seven, it just wouldn't make sense. She would be too young.
1: They actually gave a shit about what made Yeah. So honor. well, yeah,
0: because it had to be with the royalty. That's what mattered. But this only lasted for a year before she was brought to France. And Anne thrived in the French court for about seven years. And when I say thrived, I mean thrived, fluent in French. She fit in so well that even people who met her like that were French people would have sworn that she was French and was born there. But unfortunately, instead of finding a nice French boy and marrying and having a nice life, she was called 80, back to 70, England. Eating seventy thousand baguettes. Yep. Yes. Should exactly. Have died for a baguette <laughs> It's so fine. Instead of so beheading. <laughs> Spoiler alert for someone who doesn't know Whoops. from fucking five hundred years ago. Yeah, I don't uh, think
1: spoilers <laughs> count after five hundred years.
0: <laughs> so she went back to English court, fifteen twenty two. All right, so we're going to move on to Henry. Obviously, more is known about him and Mm -hmm. his upbringing because he was important. So Big air quotes. Henry was born June 28th, 1491. So if Anne was born in 1501, he's about 10 years older than her. The second son of Henry VII, who was the first English ruler of the House of Tudor, so it's Henry Tudor, and being the second-born son, Henry was not being raised or groomed to be a king. He, mm. While his older brother Arthur was being prepared for the throne, Henry was being steered more towards a church career. With a, and he had a broad education in theology, music, language, poetry, and sports. Henry was known for his music and his sports. But, like I said, was not groomed to be king. Mm -mm. And they didn't expect anything to happen because Arthur was a very, very healthy boy growing up. (laughs) Rather struggling with a straw.
1: A straw tried to pale my tooth.
0: Unfortunately, in 1501... Prince Arthur passed away, leaving Henry to be the next in line to the throne. And I think he was about 15 at the time was when um, Arthur passed away. It's when they're
1: scrambling and they're like, oh, shit.
0: Yeah, so Henry VII, who's the dad, is still alive. But at this point, it's been 10 years and they haven't groomed Henry at all <laughs> to be a king. So they're like, fuck. Mm-hmm. He was already married to Princess of Aragon and... Catherine? No. Yes. Princess Catherine of Aragon. Okay. Yes. Henry married also two Catherine. Catherines, I believe. Two for three. He might have married three. I will list them later. I always he got
1: them a them tattoo out. that said
0: Catherine and he didn't <laughs> he want to said, change it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll list them all later. I'm pretty sure there are
1: three Catherine's and two Anne's. It is for real. I got a tattoo that says Catherine <laughs> with a C and I can't change it. So I guess we're going to fucking commit and marry yes. every Catherine that I can fucking stand. Basically. Henry VII wanted
0: to preserve the alliance with Spain. So he ended up patrolling Prince Arthur's widow, Princess Catherine of Aragon to Henry VIII. And this isn't going to come up at all in here, but I'll throw it in here. Throughout the whole fucking, like, marriage, especially when Henry was trying to get a divorce, Catherine was like, I swear to you, we never consummated our marriage. It wasn't until Mm -hmm. you—because that was a big thing back then. You weren't legally married until you consummated the marriage, Mm -hmm. which, for those of you who don't know, means you had sex with one another. (laughs) Fucking— They fuck? Well, that's why back in the day they used to have on the marriage night, they would have literally people watch you to show that you
1: consummated the marriage. Or like you'd have to like bleed on the streets and yeah, show you were a virgin, which is not how that
0: works. Because that's not how that works.
1: Henry VIII took
0: the throne at age 17 in April of 1509. He married Catherine of Aragon six weeks later. Over the next 15 years, little Henry fought three wars with France. Catherine bore him three sons and three daughters, but all of them who died in infancy. The sole survivor wow. was Mary, later Mary I., born in 1516 and Henry was married for 24 years before he finally got his split from her for Anne. So before I go any further, I want to talk about um, who Henry actually was as a young man compared to what we think of him in modern time. When we think of Henry VIII, that image comes to mind of that older heavy man with the heavy face in the red with the fur-trimmed coat.
1: That Mandela image where they're like, is he eating chicken? Yes, that one! Not a chicken, no, is he not eating a turkey. a turkey leg? Not a turkey leg. <laughs> he's just chomping on a chicken. I know he seems heavy and like he
0: eats a lot, but he's not holding a turkey no. leg. So though accurate representation of him later in life is very inaccurate for what he was for most of his life. Henry was very attractive as as a youth. He was very athletic. He had a great education and he excelled in music. It wasn't until later in life as he got older and he had a really bad accident that we'll talk about later that he never fully recovered from, that he became the Man That we picture in our heads from that painting. And it's really a bummer that that's the biggest painting you think of, because that's not who he was when he was with Catherine of Aragon or Anne Boleyn, which is what most of his life was.
1: (laughs) He Did excel. he just not pay for good portraits until later? I just don't know. Yeah, so I know. I doubt it. I just
0: for some reason that's the one that got popular that's fucking in history. Bummer. But he was super into hunting, he was super into um he did a lot of joust, mm-hmm. he was Anything athletic of the day, he was athletic. He was built. He was attractive. He. A lot of people were like, he is one of the most attractive. I mean, he was a king, but one of the most attractive people of the time. I get very big Robert Baratheon vibes from him. Like, see, my problem is I have no visual idea of what Robert Baratheon should really look like so
1: basically Robert Baratheon is black hair, blue eyes, muscular he's like if you took Thor and you gave him fucking black hair and then made him I guess a little shorter because he wasn't that tall because he was like fit and like in charge and he yeah. Used a fucking Warhammer and he knew what he was fucking doing in war and he was like fucking everybody and, and yeah. getting. Except his, I actually do think. But he didn't Henry, have like the like sensitive yes. musical part. And
0: I do think Henry VIII had a little bit better idea on how to rule.
1: It's not hard. So it's a very
0: low even bar. though he wasn't super grown up, mm-hmm. I think they had enough time. He did to at least like have some idea, and he understood Henry VIII and his was, family was actually was, ruling was family. actually royalty enough. and ruling. He was seventeen when he took over. It was when his dad finally died. Thank so God. even though it wasn't until he was about ten that he started getting the training to be king. He still had training. Now, it obviously isn't as much as they would have wanted because that's not what they were training him for because he was the second. But he definitely is like that, except he does have more sophistication and actually more. Yeah. He is smart.
1: He is not it, the smartest. The music and the, yeah. like, other things. He, he knows does. multiple languages,
0: like, he, you know, he yeah. understands, like, he, he wasn't just, like, fucking thrown into it, sort of like Robert was, which Robert was just fucking thrown into it. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to make very clear, because a lot of people think of like that, and that's not what most people saw. Like, he no. was an attractive, fit, smart young man. I wish we had pictures of hot young... I know. I'm sure if we, if I really searched, I could find some of the younger paintings. After 15 years of marriage with only one living child and no sons, Henry started to get a little anxious. At this point, he's around 32, and Catherine of Aragon is around 39. And we all oh. know, especially in the 1500s, and five failed pregnancies, that she's coming to the end to be able to produce any more heirs. 39, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So even now thirty nine is as soon as you hit forty, you're considered um the like high end for pregnancy. Mm-hmm. This is like fifteen, like fifteen. Yeah, so when they did and have- she's already had five miscarriages. <laughs> <laughs> and they have literally no actual yeah. medicine. Oh mm-hmm. no like technology. would you like some booze? Yeah. Basically, you have to, they literally would, <laughs> the last month of, so the last month of, um, pregnancy for women, at least of women of high class, they would go into a quarantine. So they'd sit in a room that was completely dark with all the windows, like, blocked out and lay in bed for the whole fucking rest of their pregnancy. And then, like, after they would have to, like, purge their body because it was considered like having a baby their body was at even though it was like that's all they were supposed to do was have babies, now their body was like
1: tainted like, from having a baby. Didn't I get rid of the taint by pooping? Having out? A baby. <laughs> yeah. I know.
0: Fucked up. So, we don't go into super that because it pisses me off. That's fair. Um, That is incredible. I just feel like you're pooping out a demon, baby. It's awful. It's awful. Mm -hmm. Everything's awful. All right. So, yeah. 39, five-year pregnancies. It's 1,500. Everybody knows that. The fact that she's not dead is really... And I don't think she's had many miscarriages, but most of them have just died either in birth or shortly after birth. So, she is actually probably given birth to almost six children. And she's 39. So Too many pregnancies. has too fucking many pregnancies. And it's not that Henry was actually looking for another wife. Henry was actually very religious and very Catholic. And we all know the Catholic, how the Catholic Church sees divorce.
1: People. First saw. Mostly saw. Uh, Still, actually, the
0: Catholic Church still doesn't really believe in divorce. Yes. So you can go get a divorce in the state and everybody else will be like, you're divorced. But if you got married through the the Catholic Church, they'll be like,
1: you're not divorced. If they're dead, you're just widowed. I'm squinting. So it's fine. What does that mean? Like, if you marry another person, you're poly... I don't fucking know, because fuck
0: Catholicism and religion. So, let's see. Another surprising fact is that Henry actually only has two confirmed mistresses um, before Anne Boleyn. And oh. Anne Boleyn was never a mistress. And there's actually only, even the ones that aren't confirmed, there's only a small handful of rumored mistresses. Hmm. So, for a at king. least 15 years of oh, marriage, and kidding. King... He was actually pretty faithful to Catherine. He had, like I said, he had Elizabeth Bessie Blount, 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 who bore him a son. Sidebar. This is basically what Henry, Henry clung to, to prove that it wasn't him that had fucked up all the pregnancies and how he couldn't get a son to be like, but I bore that bastard child. Oh, over that was fun. Yep. <laughs>
1: that one, that one's me. <laughs> I swear to God, my dick works. If you don't (laughs) say my dick works I'm going to cut off your head His dick
0: works just fine but it's not Pumping out that wide chromosome (laughs) Um, And then Mary Boleyn who is Anne's sister Who had One or maybe two uh, Children, a son and a daughter Of Henry's they weren't confirmed that Henry was the father, but he did financially take care of them, make sure they got an education, and granted them titles and properties. Mm. So we're not really, <laughs> like I said, they, Mary was married and they were listed as the husband's children, but... but they were born around the time that she was Henry's mistress and Henry gave her all these things for them. So there's a possibility that they were his children.
1: Do you think? I don't care about the. Yeah,
0: so I honestly, it. I've never put too much thought <laughs> into it. Part of me thinks no, because Henry was very clear to be like, um, Bessie's is my child. Yeah. And he wasn't like that. And especially as a Mary.
1: potentially impotent King. Yes, be
0: like, but I produce all these.
1: These, yes, um, these mine. are mine. And
0: technically, as a king, you can fucking claim whoever you want. So if he was super worried about an heir, he could have been like, "These are I'm making them legitimate, even though I wasn't married. They were my legit mistresses, and I'm making them legitimate."
1: That was my face going through. Oh, I know a reference to that. Oh, it's from Game of Thrones. Oh, I
0: actually. That's why know, they no history. all of those random kids in, in Game of Thrones yeah. because they were his mm-hmm. heirs.
1: Well, and also, like, so uh, one of the kings was like, I'm going to legitimize all of my bastards to be a bastard. Literally, like, days before his death, he was like, actually, all of my bastards are legitimate. And then they had a ton of fucking wars about it. That's really funny. though. But not at the time for those
0: people. No. (laughs) No. The other reason is part of me Thinks that even though he was a little messed up in the head after he knew what he was doing to Anne was false and he knew everything that he was accusing of her was false, but he was extreme and thought, okay, this is the easiest way just to get rid of the problem so I can get what I want. And this was a way to make sure that like this was her sister. So this was her sister's children. Yeah. They got taken care of. You know, like, like Elizabeth always got taken care of, even though she was pushed as illegitimate after Mm -hmm. he had Anne beheaded. She was always still taken care of. Yeah. So it was like. Like, she's fake, but also. Yeah. um, Here's the money just to. Maybe one of them. I don't think both of them were. Do Um, you think they were fucking? Mary Boleyn and Henry... Absolutely. That's proven fact. That okay. is... Mary Boleyn is a proven so, mistress. Definitely mistress. Yes. He didn't claim any children, so you don't think they were his. I, or there's I, no... There's there's no proof that there is. Maybe they're his. Yeah. I think maybe the oldest one is his, but I feel like after he knocked her up once, like... Yeah. I just don't think both of them are his, if, if one of them is his. <laughs> the other Boleyn girl by... Georgia I read it, or so whatever I, don't yeah, know. And I watch. And I watched the movie, which is Natalie Dormere and Scarlett Johansson yeah. is Mary Boleyn. I was gonna say um, they were
1: weird weirdly switched
0: in the way that I had expected them. To which be? but physically not, because oh Mary Boleyn is blonde and Anne Boleyn is brunette, and we'll get into that in a minute. And Mary Boleyn <laughs> The thing that history doesn't talk a lot about, and, and no matter, and, and, and the other Boleyn girl, she does have one son by the king, and that, like, the king loved Mary, and then pushed her aside for Anne, and then was like, but always had a soft spot for Mary, which isn't the case. Mary Boleyn was a mistress, and then he got bored of her, which is all it was. Hmm. Maybe he had a little soft spot for her, but was a mistress and Mary Boleyn she actually was also around because she Yeah, the Queen's fucking sister. And, well, no. Mary Boleyn was older, so Mary Boleyn was in court before Anne was and was a a girl for Catherine of Aragon. So she was in she was in the court before Anne was in France. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And Mary Boleyn had How a reputation I read that book, didn't I? Yeah, but the book is is very inaccurate. I don't
1: really remember um, if I
0: read it or if I just looked at it. And it's it. a good book, but and it's actually what sort of got me into everything. And then I did like a legit dive into what actually
1: happened. The problem um, with being a nerd. You're yes. like, oh, this is interesting. And then you're like, now I know 7,000 things about the thing and no one wants to talk to me.
0: <laughs> Basically. Um, <laughs> Mary actually had a reputation of kind of being a whore. Oh, <laughs> so go okay, <I'll> get some. <laughs> which nowadays you be whatever the fuck you want, but horror was quite a thing back then, and it was not a it it was, was a not a thing w you w wanted w. to be back then. Yeah, yeah exactly. A
1: capital H too. Yes,
0: basically. <laughs> so, how did Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn meet, and how did they become the OTP of Tudor history? <laughs> So there's a lot of information about this. Just like people thinking Henry was always an unfit man, a common myth about Anne is that she walked into court and instantly swept the king off his feet, which is not what happened. First off, Henry VIII was still very married to Catherine of Aragon, and he was currently taking his sister Mary as a mistress. It should also be known that Anne was not seen as beautiful at this time, Okay. Her hair was dark. She had a flatter chest. Um, She did have dark eyes, which were all in demand. But blonde and big boobs were the ideal of beauty at the time. And Anne was very much the opposite. She was also shorter.
1: Have you thought about liking all types Mm dum-dums?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, beauty standards are always... Fucking going through her time. It's true. And
1: they yell like fucking bonkers. And that's
0: what uh Mary cool. was. Mary was blonde and big boobed and Anne was flat-chested and brown, brunette. Uh, and brunette. And but she did have those dark eyes. But there's also rumors that she had a sixth finger and moles all over her body, and <laughs> signs of witchcraft and evil.
1: Oh my god, I yes. have um, yes. I mean, probably not. But. None of
0: this was true. And the guy who wrote this. Hated her so everything. Unfortunately, a lot of the stuff we know about Ambulin is shit that he writes about her, and everything he writes you can only take with a grain of salt because he fucking hated I'm her. So
1: bummed because I love that <laughs> so fucking much. And I'm sure she did because like, like yeah, Whoa. I did have a fucking six yeah. finger and I fucking poked you in the yep. eye with that You did, but she did
0: not have a six finger. I'm sure she had some <laughs> beauty barks and some moles like all of us yeah. do. You exaggerated it a little bit though.
1: Where are they from? Are they from England? Also?
0: Yes. They're both very, they're all very English. Like I said, even though she wasn't the physical picture of beauty and was very smart, very charming, and she knew how to play the game of courtly love like a fucking baller, and she didn't give it away. She
1: didn't just hand it out to Girl, her. Girl, yes. Yeah. Girl yes on yes. every case. Mm-hmm. I know I just said girl yes for uh, Mary giving it away, but all girl yes. <laughs> all girl yes, we are positive girl. yes, girl. whatever you want to do, girl, girl
0: fucking yes. <laughs> now, let's start by setting up their relationship by correcting some of the misinformation that most people believe they know about Anne and Henry. She didn't just come in and sweep him off his feet like everybody thinks. Anne was actually in court for four Four years before she caught the eye of Henry. She was probably around 25 at the time. And Henry was around 35. Still young, still athletic, and still fit.
1: But also, like, I didn't realize that they were... I just assume everybody's just, like, 20 when everything happens. Because they're just about to die every other time. Exactly.
0: So, actually, Anne Boleyn was a little bit older for the fact that she was still a maid. She did get... Out of France because she was supposed to go marry like a distant cousin because they were having like fucking like the Bolins and whatever the distant cousin they were having like, um, barbecue. They were not having barbecue. They were having fucking fights over land and shit like that. So someone was like, well, just marry the, your Anne and this well, person. Just marry, and then no problem. Uh, balder and Hell. Yes. Basically.
1: I just said balder and Hell, but I meant hell.
0: <laughs> I knew what you meant. And they weren't like they were related, but they were like third or fourth cousins. So mm-hmm. it's not like they were like brother and
1: sister. Rolling, yeah.
0: And everybody was basically rolling. Yeah. <laughs> and so what the That's fuck? That's how you kiss um, the blood cure? Just so you know, Henry has two more wives that were related to Anne Boleyn. <laughs>
1: At least they weren't related to Henry. True. Yeah, that would be every other monarchy.
0: (laughs) They were both in their prime at this time. Like I said, Henry was 35 and she was around 25. And this didn't just happen overnight. And not only was there a lot of back and forth in a while, which I will get into, this relationship, which most people don't realize, went on for seven years before Henry... Actually, got his divorce and married Anne Boleyn. Seven years—that's okay. Wow. Yeah, which is shocking. Yeah, that's most people think time. it was a couple, like two, two years. Yeah, seven years. He courted her and then got her to say yes, and then had to get divorced from Catherine. It took seven years. Dang. And then they were married for three. So, their relationship always wow. seems to be portrayed as a whirlwind ro- romance that didn't last long. But that's not true. They were basically together for 10 years. It's a years. slow-mo whirlwind. Yes. 10 years. And next to his marriage the, for the Spanish Alliance with the with Catherine, Queen of Aragon. she was one of the longest marriage and definitely had the longest relationship with him. That's fair. So... Why would Henry be in a 10-year relationship and basically have to total and completely do a religious reform in order to marry Anne Boleyn? She had nothing to give him. She wasn't anyone important. She didn't have power from another land. She wasn't a princess to have an alliance with another country.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, her family wasn't a nobody, but they weren't really anybody.
1: He wouldn't have known a nobody.
0: Yes. And like, like I said, like they had some, they did have some people in the kingdom that have positions, but she had no dowry. She had nothing to offer him other than herself. And obviously the promise of bearing sons, but he fell for her. That right there is one of the biggest clues to me that he fucking loved her. He wouldn't have done that if he didn't actually love her. It was too much fucking work. And it's too long to be an infatuation. You will bore after that. That He did, a, and I'll get into it, he does a lot of work to get with her. If you're disinfatuated, you'll fucking lose that infatuation with that much fucking work when you're the fucking king and can't get anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. When Anne finally did catch Henry's eye, it hit him fast and it hit him hard. And honestly, it didn't seem like Anne was really that interested in the beginning, but it's not like you can just brush off a king. So she did what she could. In the beginning of Henry trying to court Anne, she'd actually already found someone that she was probably in love with, and his name was Henry Percy. Oh, that's so awkward. I know two Henrys. Uh, I mean, there was like forty million Henrys. Everyone was
1: a Henry or an Andrew, an Elizabeth, or (laughs) something. Catherine, Catherine, Edward. You have twelve names, (laughs) and only Um, four of them are females.
0: So so Henry Percy was the Earl of uh, Northumberland, and when Henry found out, he ordered his minister Cardinal Wolsey to break the engagement, so they couldn't get married. Thanks. So, was this an act of love from Henry? No, but it was to set up how quickly and how hard he does fall for her and what he would do to have her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes like Carnella didn't just randomly pick out a person, have her kill herself, and then be like, "This is going to the bond." <laughs>
0: I was definitely How did there. we end up on the same page? I know. <laughs> I, when you were talking about certain things, I was like, damn. <laughs> I'm just doing sort of the real life ver- real life male version of <laughs> this right now.
1: If <laughs> Amberlin were that script, she would have gotten for me to come back. <laughs> No,
0: it, all the Henrys are coming to the yard. <laughs> all on. the Henrys. I was like, "Don't worry, Ambelyn got Henry for ten years, and then he fucking bashed his head." didn't need to up. wear that skirt. No, her skirt was giant. Her There was, was like probably. fifty layers under that skirt. Her thighs might have been that muscular, but we know those fucking,
1: fucking layers. True, true. But we'll never know because there were so many layers. I'm sorry, you're wearing forty pounds of fabric every day. Hopefully, you don't get caught in the rain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to think about life at court where Ew. they basically just lived in that castle all the time because eat- cold I mean I'm sure it was it was the 1500s they didn't have heat
1: yeah and I don't want to be around like dirty smelly people who smell like the meat that they've been eating no. that might not be so England pain. kind of is
0: always just a standard temperature so it might not have been that cold
1: at- it would be Dank, yeah, but not in like a dank nugs type yeah, of way. You yeah, know, like I got you. dank castle swampy wow. bullshit nonsense. I got you. So
0: Anne refuses advances at first, and she did so for a lot longer than any woman would have when it comes to Henry approaching them. Henry didn't see it like that, though. He he was a hunter. He was that kind of guy, and um, here she was making him chase after her as if it was some sort of sport. And though Anne truly didn't seem interested, she wasn't dumb. So she may not have been that beauty that I was talking about earlier, but she was smart and she was a boss at the game of courtly love. She was headstrong and she could match Henry's wit, hold her own and keep him on his toes. She challenged him and he loved that. He rarely got that. Especially from a woman, even I'll get into it a tiny bit when she's queen. Like, she makes influences and she's like, she has, she knows what's fucking going on. And even to this day, people will say she was one of the best queens because she fucking did shit as a queen. She wasn't just there to spread her legs and pop out children. Children, gross. Deal, right? And there's no way you could tell me or anyone else that if you asked him what's on your top list of why you love her, the trait that she challenged him and kept him on his toes wouldn't be right on the top of that list. They were very similar, too. And I think that's something that also attracted them to one one another, or at least Henry to her. Like, she thought like him. She was able, like I said, keep him on his toes because she knew and she was able to challenge him and just understand him in a way that he hadn't ever seen because Catherine of Aragon was raised to be a wife of a king she was a princess she was she knew she was betrothed to Henry's brother when Henry's brother was like five or something like real young that's our shit yeah like real so that's like what she she was raised to be a king's wife and to bear children. And all king's wives also had their own, like, charity work, but she was raised to be a king's wife. Yeah. And Anne is like, nah, it's not how I'm doing this mm-hmm. shit. And he liked thoughts. that. Yeah. Mostly. He mostly liked that. And they they always said one of his main influences was Anne Boleyn. Like, he would go to her and talk to her about things and try to figure out what he should do for his kingdom and ask her advice because he trusted her and she was smart enough to understand what was
1: happening and give him good advice. I'm going to assume, but did he ever do that with any of his other wives?
0: I don't think so. I think mostly with, so most of his marriages and wives didn't last more than a year or two after this, other than the last one when he died. And at that point he was old and just marrying to marry. Yeah. But, um, Catherine, like I said, there was Catherine of Aragon and at the beginning, I bet he did because she was older and he was more new, but he had so many people around him that he probably went to for counsel that was there specifically for counsel mm-hmm. that I don't think he in, but Anne made herself known that she had
1: opinions and Henry
0: loved that.
1: Also, it's nice to have counsel that you know isn't getting fucking paid to be counseled. Yes, exactly. Like,
0: you know, obviously she has her best interest, but her best interest is your yeah. best interest. Like, if you're kept happy, you're gonna be happy with her. Probably. Especially, especially if you give him some, some nice, like, advice that ends up doing something for him. Like, he's gonna be happy with that. And by time Anne was queen, I'm pretty sure she did love Henry. Not quite like Henry loved her, but right. so Anne did spend that time away from court on a few different occasions. One, I'm pretty sure she basically took herself out of court, or her father was like, let's take away from court, basically to see what would happen to the king's with the king's attention, because the king was all about her mm-hmm. and then they took her away and they wanted to see if he would still be all about Is her this if before she before the
1: before, gotcha.
0: yeah, yeah, before they're, so they're at court, he's, she's still like, no, 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 he sends her jewels, she sends them back. Are like, you telling
1: my story? This <laughs> you wouldn't is send weird. them back,
0: though. No, no absolutely not. <laughs> she would send them back, she would be like, <laughs> they're beautiful, and then be like, send them back, I don't want them.
1: Oh, wait, no, Balder might send them back, or he might give them to brothers and be, or like, be like, I don't need this shit. <laughs> this is not yeah. my jam.
0: Yeah, so she would send them back. So, fun fact, she actually did one of the reasons she was also away was because she caught sweating sickness and uh, survived it. Which the sweating sickness at the time had a mortality rate of anywhere from thirty percent to fifty percent, and most died within hours. So it was a big deal. Holy shit! Then he like played on that. He was like, "We're meant to be. You lived. It was God's will for you to live to become. You know, to be with me and shit like that. Because you know, the gods, the kings are like, the God made me king. Like that's literally what they believe.
1: Turns out, God has room to deal with one person, and it's. Me. I'm so special.
0: And Henry wrote her constantly. There were 17 surviving letters, all Henry's, none of Anne's, unfortunately, but it's believed that there were many more. But it seems that Henry actually didn't like to write much in general, so the fact that it's known that he wrote these letters and probably many more to Anne is a huge thing. What's in these letters, you ask me, Martha? What's in these letters? You can guess it. Every single one of them was a mushy love letter. I was going to say, are there poems? Um, Yes, I'm sure there were poems. And they're all basically saying how he just can't take him and Anne being apart, and he misses her so much and that how his heart is hers and only hers. And just imagine all of this in 1500s English writing. So it's even more mushier. And it's much more confusing. Because- <laughs> and are that- like, I have to read this 40 times and get click notes on this because I don't know actually what's you going know. on. So you can actually read all of these online somewhere. You can find I'm them in different places. i absolutely
1: fucking done. Um,
0: but that's too much for me, so I wasn't gonna
1: read you all seventeen. Can you please letters? read me seventeen letters in like weird Middle English that are love letters? And I will read you a small excerpt oh, of yes. one, so you can get a little fucking feel like, feel like a queen heel of it.
0: Okay. <laughs> I would you were in mine arms or I in yours. For I think it long since I kissed you, which basically says I would you were in my arms and I in yours. For I think it's long since I kissed you, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of extra random letters. Middle and I don't know What's happening? Yeah, because you could read it, and also they don't have a lot of U's. Yeah, yeah, there are basically no other. There's a couple of U's, but they mostly replace the U's,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like. Uh, Wold. Wold.
1: I know literally exactly what you're fucking talking about. Yep. So. um, terrible trash language let me speak. (laughs) (laughs) I don't ever want
0: to say Wold ever. Yeah. Um, Also, in a bunch of them, a bunch of his letters, he signs his initials separated by the French Autre Ne Chirici. Can I? Was yeah, because I'm definitely saying I it in was like say Spanish, the Spanish, Italian way.
1: Where am I looking at? Right here. Uh. Cherche. Okay, yeah, I was definitely reading it
0: Spanish <laughs> class Italian. Martha <laughs> took French, I took... S- I took French, mm-hmm. Brittany took Spanish. And I've been and teaching Italian. myself Italian. So that means not looking for any other. Okay,
1: because Cherche means looking for.
0: Yes, so he would put his initials. And then that, and then Anne's initials. Okay, that's
1: cute. Well, I mean, it's like fucked up because everything.
0: And then he put it in the center of a heart.
1: What the fuck? <laughs> You're in your 30s, sir. Which is basically reminiscence
0: of a schoolboy doodle. You're a king,
1: sir. Yeah. Did you carve this into every tree you've ever seen? No!
0: Um, also, we want to remember how this is super cute because Anne loves France and loved the French court. And France France jam is near and dear
1: to her heart. Mm. If I knew jam in French, I would have said that, but I don't.
0: <laughs> so along with these letters, there were always gifts because that's the best love language. Mm-hmm. If you're dating a fucking king, give me gifts. Yeah, we are both... <laughs> We are both of us have the long love language of things. Mm
1: -hmm. I'm sure I have another love language because you don't usually have just one. But my other
0: love language is tell me because my anxiety is going to overanalyze everything. (laughs) So tell me and then give me things. No, give me things and tell me while
1: you give me things. Write me a nice note about how you're like, I have genuine feelings about you. And then attach it to 12,000 gifts. <laughs> have you thought?
0: <laughs> uh, but most of which, like I said, she would send them back as part of her game to be like, no. And then because she was really good at it. It is a bummer that none of Anne's letters ever that went back to Henry ever survived. But because of this, it's just believed that Anne was being coy because that's what it seems to be she was.
1: Do you think she, she sent several letters that were just like "Thanks, bro"? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> she doesn't write anything else. That's it. Thanks, bro. Thank you. <laughs> doesn't even write her name on there. <laughs>
0: But we really don't know. Some of hers might have been just as impassioned as his were. Or we could have even seen a gradual change from the beginning letters to the end letters as her feelings started to change to him. Uh, what we do have is a book of Hours, which is an illuminated prayer book. And why is this book important? And a bit of a jackpot for all of this knowledge on their relationship. Henry and Anne to have basically used it to pass notes to one another, just like in high school. Literally, this
1: is the high school yeah, relationship. Yeah, basically. But with monarchy.
0: Yeah, basically. And, you know, mid-20
1: and 30-year-old. Henry's writing fucking Henry Bolin on literally everything.
0: <laughs> H plus A. Hard. What the fuck? Which is essentially what he signed his exactly. letters with.
1: Exactly! That's not
0: a joke. And
1: I wish it was and it isn't. Are you 14?
0: <laughs> well, that's when he became king.
1: So Okay, so I guess permanently 14. Cool. <laughs> it was 17, but basically all the same. Whatever.
0: On one page depicting a picture of Christ as the man of sorrows was Henry's, obviously, thought represented himself. Ugh. Yep. He wrote in French once again... If you remember my love in your prayers as strongly as I adore you, I shall hardly be forgotten. I am yours, Henry R. Forever.
1: And then... I sure hope she sent it back to him with just like a huge mustache from <laughs> She did not. <laughs>
0: this was their special notebook.
1: I right photocopied it okay. and then sent it back. This is actually
0: where the notebook came from.
1: I also had a special notebook with my friends in fucking middle school. Okay, so Anne replied
0: to this one specifically on a page that depicts Mary being told that she was going to give birth to a son. By daily proof, you shall find me to be both loving and kind.
1: Gross. Yeah. Anyways, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> but also, literally, he's actually me with Baldur and Daniela. I'm like, it's really gross Henry how much she likes him. but also he
0: wasn't. Yelling. Henry did offer... And a role of official mistress multiple times, promising to always love and take care of her. And Anne always turned him down. Basically being like, hey, either I am going to be like official or this isn't happening. I'm not just going to be a mistress because... Normally what happens with mistresses is they end up getting cast aside and then no one wants them because mm-hmm. if woman They were, fucked a the king. Exactly. Or even if they fucked anyone in general, yeah. like guys didn't want them and she was so like, she was I already, already older, upset, so, like, so it, Yeah, thing. exactly. So she was basically like, Hey, if we're not gonna make it official, this isn't gonna happen. But it was just in much nicer English. And Fancy time. shit. You know, all that shit. They may have gotten to, like, second base on some of <laughs> Henry's
1: letters talking
0: about her boobies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I'm absolutely reading this yeah. chapter But... I'm so fucking funny. She didn't
0: actually ever let Henry hit a home run in all of those years.
1: Girl, good for you. Yes.
0: Also,
1: so... Like, I'm... I'm gonna he read talks about
0: them her. In her bosom and groping at them in a couple of his letters, I think. That's
1: fucking hysterical. Yeah. God. God. So <laughs> just send like a drawing of your <laughs> of her booges. <food>, sorry, <laughs> I sent you a draw a, a personal drawing
0: of my own taste. It's t- a calculator that's
1: <laughs> to was- <laughs> it. turn it upside
0: down.
1: <laughs> romance. That is the romance of fucking middle schoolers. Yes. So it works. Yes.
0: All right. Anyways. Shit. <laughs> now, I know the chase is fun, but if you think after all these years, it's been years now, wow. Henry would bore her and just move on to someone else. There's all these ladies in court. He could have almost anyone he wants. He's the fucking king. But he was head over heels for her. And he was willing to wait, even if that meant going years without. And I'm sure... and at, Okay, so De- at this time, we know for a fact that he wasn't sleeping with Catherine anymore. And I'm sure he did randomly bang some chicks on the side. But none of them were consecutive enough that would ever be considered even a possible mistress.
1: Especially since he Or was matter mad.
0: at all to him. Having a lot of babies. Yes. Because he... The only thing that mattered to him for all these years was Anne. He wanted Anne. And he ended up promising her uh, that he was going to marry her and that he would get an annulment from his marriage. And he did. He sent his Cardinal Wolseley to go to Rome and to start working on an annulment for his marriage. During his annulment process on September 1st of 1532... So this was many years into the process and was obviously getting a little fucking antsy about the whole situation. So Henry was like, okay, I have to give her something. He held a special ceremony at the Windsor Gardens and he ended up giving her the title of Marquise of Pembroke. And this was a huge title. To give to Anne because it was given to her in her own right. It had never been given to a female before. It hadn't been given to anyone in years. Yeah, that's fucking baller. And he would then he was like, oh. any male heirs, whether legitimate or not, will get this title. Okay. And Pembroke was significant because Henry. His father was born there, and the last person that held that title was his uncle, Jasper Tudor, the Earl of Pembroke. So it was like a big fucking deal, basically. And it gave her something of her own. Like, she had nothing else. Everything she had was either, like, her father's or or what Henry had. So this was a way that she could make her own money, make her own That's everything, cool. like... It gave her... It just gave her stuff that she, she could have her own yes. without needing to worry about what Henry would give her. As I mentioned earlier, it took seven years for them to finally get the divorce. And when it was something that Henry thought it was easy, he thought it would take like a year, he would get a divorce, he would get married to yeah, Anne, nothing would happen. And everything would be fine. Basically, it didn't happen. The Pope wasn't giving to him. It was a long, big deal with Catherine of Aragon. She would... Not give Henry the divorce. No matter what. And the Pope, a little unfair, her cousin in (laughs) Spain had fucking taken Italy and the Pope and the capital... Basically under siege and had the power and basically, so the pope was. Well, going could be like, "Yeah,
1: you can divorce <laughs> Catherine, you, and the that's fine. You can do yeah. whatever you so want." a little unfair. Like, actually, Catherine can do whatever yeah. she
0: wants and you basically, can fuck off. basically. And usually, when kings were like, "Hey, I want to get an annulment," popes were like, "Okay." So Henry didn't think it was going to be a big deal when King said, did that, but it was just under extreme circumstances. And Catherine basically had everyone and anything everywhere. So anywhere Henry went to try to like get like support, like she had someone in their system that would be like, no, like they even went to France where Anne was like, grew up and The Queen of France at the time refused to go because it was Anne who was supposed to go with Henry. And she was like, I am of higher class than Anne Boleyn because she's just a mistress.
1: Wow, okay. Yeah,
0: because she was related to someone of Catherine, of fucking Aragon. So she's just being a bitch Yes, basically It was like a big giant thing So yeah, and it was like a big deal Because Anne was like I can basically pass as French And then the king was like Well I can bring my top mistress And Anne was like, absolutely not I'm going to be the queen of fucking Mm -hmm. England I'm not sitting with your damn mistress So How did Henry get this divorce Because The Pope wasn't giving it to him Basically, Henry broke away from Rome.
1: Religion!
0: Yes. So, that fucked the whole Catholicism religion. Which, remember, Henry is very Catholic. But... No longer! It wasn't giving him what he wanted. And Anne was Protestant, so she was like, Hey, look at this passage in my Protestant fucking book that's like the king is appointed by God. So...
1: I'm not saying anything, yeah, but I might be wearing but devil I'm, horns and telling you to do be, something. That's what, that's what the people against her was saying. Of she course. Did. Yes. Which I'm sure they weren't saying it in a
0: positive way. I'm no. saying it in a positive yes, way. Yes, yes. So Henry was like, you know what? You're fucking right. Fuck you, Rome. He broke from Rome. My God. And he fucking established a new religion. And he became the head of the Church of England. So, basically, he was able, but by declaring himself the head of the Church of England, he was able to declare himself null and void of the previous marriage. And he married Anne Boleyn on January 25th of 1533. So, Henry was excommunicated by the Pope. And the English Reformation began. The Reformation changed England's official religion from Catholicism to new Protestant faith. This pissed off a lot of English people, and most of them blamed Anne. So, just like every point I've been making, why tear apart a whole fucking country and your true religion, which is Mm -hmm. Catholicism for Henry VIII, to marry an English woman who literally won't bring you anything. You get nothing out of this.
1: Because he loved her. Besides snugs and maybe yeah, a small child. Yes,
0: I mean it's just seven years is too long for him to. If he was just infatuated or just want to be like, but I want it. It's just you too don't long. Spend seven years. It's just too long waiting for that. Exactly. You move on because I you don't no spend seven
1: years doing anything. No,
0: me either. Hugging a cat. I guess
1: cosplay. Being friends with you. Ugh. Longer (laughs) Longer But not as long as your cosplay career Mm. So like I
0: said Year 1533 Henry and Anne are married Anne is queen Does great things We'll talk about that on another day We will talk about that on another day But we want to go back to the fact that They started their nice little venture In 1526 At 25 and 35 Which was 7 years ago they are now 32 and 42. Now, Anne got pregnant real quick. There's a good chance that she was actually pregnant before they were officially married. They think that they kind of got it on when they knew that it was going to happen. And the reason they people think that is because she gave birth to A daughter, Elizabeth Tudor, named after both their mothers. Both their mothers' name were Elizabeth. Ugh, shocking. Because there were 12 (laughs) names. Yep. And it was in September, and they got married in the end of January. So either Elizabeth was a little bit early, it was, like, legit on their wedding night, or it happened a little bit before their wedding night. We all know what's up.
1: Like once you've got a ring on your finger, you're probably yeah. Safe.
0: And like she held it off, held it off, held it off. But when a seven ba-
1: fucking years of like and then finally Henry break. was
0: like, "Fuck this! I'm breaking from the church. I am getting us a divorce. Yeah. I probably already have the fucking planning for our wedding." And you're literally fucking- once the pope yeah. has
1: slapped you with the excommunication, I'm on. Well, yeah, and Ex- I uh, yeah, me. and
0: yes. Not much. So, and I think there was a thing where they were coming back from France, and their ship got delayed because of like a storm, and that's when the rumors is that they finally oh. fucking did it. Yeah,
1: All we right. were trapped on a ship alone. Yeah, basically, I don't know what were we mm-hmm. going to do? There was only one bed. I assume. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not writing a fanfic right now. But <laughs> let's go back to episode
0: 14. I don't know what episode <laughs> it was, but it sounded right around there. Now, even though it wasn't the boy she promised, they both and they both were disappointed, uh, the pregnancy showed a lot about their relationship. Now, back in the day, if a woman was giving birth, and they weren't sure if the mother or the child would end up making it through, they and they could only attempt to save one, they would always choose the child to save. Bail. It was basically said that the mother had already lived her purpose, which was giving life to a baby, Bail. and that the baby needed to be saved, not the mother's. That was the basic. That's a triple do. <laughs> yes, all of this. Anne did end up having kind of a rough time at the end of her pregnancy, and she did have a hard labor. And we're not, I'm not sure if when Henry said this was before or after he knew was going to be a baby girl or a baby boy. But it's rumored to be said that when he was talking to the doctor, basically he said, you need to save Anne's life. I don't care about the child. And then when they did find out the sex of the baby, which was a female, even though they were disappointed, it's noted that Henry said... It's okay, we're both young. We did great because she delivered a healthy baby girl and was healthy after after the birth. It's a plus for both of us. Basically, like you delivered one, you will get the We're both young. We're still both young. We're still only she was only thirty-two or 33, um, 32, 33, will be fine. So both of these things show that he cared about her. The fact that it was unnormal for it to be like, you need to save the mother's life. That's what he cared about. He was like, at this point, I don't care. You need to save her. And then to be like, it's okay. Like we're still young. We'll have a baby boy. You just delivered a beautiful, healthy baby girl and we'll have a baby boy. Mm-hmm.
1: Also, it turns out, probably, the girl turned out
0: a thousand times more boss than any dumb boy. So, that that is 100% true. Now, so eventually things didn't end as well as Henry Hoping. Mm -hmm.
1: I know. Um,
0: And this is the point where no matter what I read or what I watch, whether it's a TV show or a movie, I know... I know exactly when the turning point is. And no matter how much I want to change every time, it's never going to change because it's history, Brittany. Henry, he was a passionate person, especially when it came to Anne. And this was no different whether he was loving her or he was trying to destroy her. So, though Anne did become pregnant anywhere from one to three times, they're not 100% sure how many, she didn't end up miscarrying all of those times. So, there's a rumor that she might have been pregnant even before Elizabeth. And then they're not sure if she was pregnant one or two times after she was married to Henry and after she had Elizabeth. Mm. There is apparently, I don't want to call it a disease, I think it might be hereditary genetic defect that is in males and it's the specific genetic defect that actually increases the chance of miscarriage. Oh, weird. and there's a name and I cannot think of it and I don't, I, well, not that I can't think of it. I don't know it and I did not have time to look it up. And The reason why Anne was able to deliver at least one healthy baby, same with Catherine, same with his first mistress, and same with possible um, her sister, which I believe probably had one of his babies in that set, was that the first time around, the female's body was able to counteract this gene because they didn't have any of it in them. But any other time their body was then used to the genes, so it was part of it, so they weren't sending out like a part, like, like sending out a defense of it. it. Exactly. Yeah. And it caused miscarriages. Which could be an explanation of why Henry V had so many miscarriages, why, uh, or close to them, or unhealthy babies, because Catherine had five that didn't live past infancy, and Anne could have had anywhere from one to three miscarriages. That's a lot of miscarriages. It's a lot. Even I don't have the statistics in here, but I remember hearing slash reading them. Even in the time, the statistics weren't that high. It's a lot. Yes, it's a lot. It even be five out of six. Yes, or whatever. even out even for the 1500s, those statistics weren't that high. So the fact that he ran into that means that it was 99% of a possibility that it wasn't the female's problems. Mm. It
1: was all him. I believe that 1,000%. I know that's many percents, but it's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, so I know that this is a completely unresearched opinion, but have you considered that maybe it's just stressful being around Henry VIII? So
0: I'm going to get into Anne's... Last and definite miscarriage, which has to do with that. So I don't know about any of Catherine's miscarriages. I'm stressed out so, thinking about him. So. so I think at least three of Catherine's children were born, but died very closely after to birth because mm-hmm. they weren't healthy babies. Whether Anne had one or three, that could mean, I think she at least had one other miscarriage before her final. That's what I believe. And from what all the research I've read and what most people believe, she had at least one miscarriage before her last miscarriage. And her last miscarriage was definitely caused by stress, hope, that Aunt Henry VIII. Definitely put on her. And probably, I'm guessing, if this gene thing is real, was probably part of it. Yeah. So it was just everything on top of it. And really, it's his fault. One thousand percent. And promised him boys when she was in her mid to late 20s. And she didn't get to give him anything until she was in her um, early to mid 30s. And that changes a lot of things. Especially in the 1500s. Yeah. Yes. It's a huge thing. So the fact that, like I said, that most people don't realize it took seven years for them to get fucking divorced changes the situation completely. Her last miscarriage came shortly after the news that Henry VIII got in a very bad jousting accident. And this is the jousting accident that he never really recovered from. This is when he was hurt. He couldn't, this is when his health started to fall. This is when those pictures that you see of him start to happen because he couldn't be as active. He was, he was in his forties at this point in the 1500s. This is also when his relationship with his next wife Anne Blen found out about it with James Seymour. And so there are theories that, and literally Anne miscarried either the same day or the very few days after she found out about Henry VIII's really big jousting accident. Uh. She miscarried very very close to the same date it all mm-hmm. happened within like 48 hours yeah
1: so I was kind of making a joke but, but I'm not yes. anymore I'm committing to that joke now yep a whole bunch of
0: things happened which I'm sure I'll go into I don't want to go into it right now it's, it's a thousand o'clock and we're hungry and we're hungry and it's sad and oh, it's, yeah, it's a long story about everything that happened to her but she ended up Another miscarriage. She was thirty-eight around, around wow. thirty-eight. Wow. Yeah, and Henry was different. So she ended up being beheaded on May nineteenth of nineteen thirty-six, which, like I was talking about earlier, was basically fifteen thirty-six. Oh, did I say 18- she was immortal until nineteen thirty-six? <laughs> I wrote nineteen thirty-six. <laughs> Which I did a lot, but I re-backed. I backed it up and then deleted it. And I was like, 15. 1536. Now you
1: need to write the fanfic, yeah uh, she's just immortal. And she's like, well, this didn't work out. I'm just, I'm going to pop my head back on until 1936. And fine.
0: So she was beheaded in on 1536, which was basically unheard of for queens. That's big fucking time. A yeah, big fucking deal. So this image that we all have in our heads, like I was saying, of Henry, started to form and started to become that man. A bright young man turned into a tyrant. He had four wives after Anne, only one more child. So James Seymour was the next wife, which Anne, I believe, did find out about. Henry was with her for about a year and a half before she died shortly after childbirth. Not because of childbirth, but because an infection because of childbirth. That was a son. He did have a son with Jane Seymour, his only legitimate son. After that, there was Anna Cleves. He said she looked nothing like her painting and that she looked like a horse. So they were only <laughs> married for six months and then they annulled it and she hated him. Anna Cleves also did not like Henry Lee because he was like, he um, was excuse your horse face. Yeah. <laughs> and he was in, he was a fucking big crazy fuck. asshole crazy fuck at this point. Next was Catherine Howard, who was a, re- a relative of Anne. If you don't, if you don't remember, her mother was a Howard, right? Jean Seymour was actually a distant cousin of Anne as well. Another Howard, yep. So Catherine Howard lasted about a, a little over a year, and she was the other one that was beheaded. So he had two beheaded wives: Anne and and Catherine Howard. And then the last was Catherine Parr. She lasted for about three years until Henry died in 1547. who Yes. She was Protestant and she was very smart too. She would, I would put her on par, no pun intended, <laughs> with Anne Boleyn, with being like, I'm going to play like, because, and she was like, "I'm gonna push my like beliefs on you, but I'm also gonna play you in a yeah. way that I like understand you." And she was, uh, then she like knew, being the sixth wife, she was like, "I don't want to end like any I of know these other bitches." So, and she ended up remarrying after Henry. Good girl uh, She yeah She's like I think My second favorite Wife of his That's fair She sounds yeah. like a baller yeah. She was a little bit Older And she was just A little She was wise It's and, just
1: Nice to mm-hmm. be like Oh I know You're a fuck up So I'm just gonna like Get mine And wait Till you're dead Yeah and basically,
0: at that point, I think he knew he wasn't going to have any more kids, and he was just marrying to marry, and you know, like, I'm lonely and sad. Yeah. And even though he, so he went through a few different with all of his different ways. Some were Catholic, some were Protestant. She was Protestant, and he had remained with the with England being Protestant, even though um, he was technically Catholic. And so I think that's why he sort of landed I on her too. Yeah. Way. So, Henry VIII's only legitimate son, Edward, who was born to Jane Seymour, who was right after Anne, the third one, succeeded him, um, but died—he uh, died at 15.
1: Wait, what? Well. Yep.
0: And then Mary, his first daughter with Catherine of Aragon, his first wife, if you don't remember. I do. I'm also just saying, because oh. I get confused, too. Also, for people who live. Yeah, like, it's confusing. Mary, his first daughter with Catherine of Aragon, his first wife, succeeded Edward, who reigned for five years and then died at 42. So, why am I bringing up Henry's life after Anne when this is, and even about his line of succession after he died when this is all about his love for Anne Boleyn? Mm -hmm. Because of who took the throne after Mary. If there's anything to make me believe in any kind of fate or destiny, this would be it, <laughs> which is super corny. I know because both me and Martha really don't believe uh, in fate and destiny, but this basically is, is fate. I mean, it does fall
1: right. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of things falling into it's, place.
0: Yes. It's hard to not be like there was something there. So for me, it proves that Anne was Henry's <laughs> true partner and that he really did love her. Even though life is just unfair sometimes, and out of their love ended up coming greatness, even though a bunch of horribleness followed before it. Heads will fucking roll. Exactly. So the last Tudor to take the throne was Anne and Henry's only daughter, Elizabeth Tudor, or Elizabeth the First. Her reign lasted forty-five years. It was called the Golden Age. Due to her desire to unite in her subjects under one throne, her reign is marked as a time of peace. During this peace, she encouraged self-sufficiency in England through the growth of agriculture and trade, and this newfound wealth ushered in England's Golden Age.
1: Unfortunately, they took it and went in a really terrible direction. But that then, happened But also, way like, that's later. That's later. And Elizabeth is a boss.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. So... Henry Eighth and Anne Boleyn and then their daughter led England to a long time of peace and wealth, which was struggling for them to find for a while. It wasn't a peaceful country for a long time. And Elizabeth led to 45 years of this golden age. And it led them into what it is today. What a lot of people think is that reform- reformation of Catholicism into Protestantism is a huge deal. It turned... Fucking England into what it is, and then what Elizabeth did for her golden uh, age and did Christianity. Yes, it changed Christianity for a lot of like hugely. Yeah. And if that's not fate or whatever forces uh that weren't trying to cram Henry and Anne's relationship with one another Holy that Elizabeth shit. conceived through the, her love of her parents from one another, then I guess you have to go read those 17 love letters to believe that Henry really did love Anne. But I promise you, just listening to me and telling you that it's true yeah. is a lot easier Then we're getting those 17 love letters from Henry to Anne.
1: (laughs) Bring some (laughs) U's. You're going to need them.
0: (laughs) And that's what I believe. I believe that, I mean, I'm obviously biased because I love Anne Boleyn, but I think I love Anne Boleyn for a reason. And I think Sounds
1: like she was a boss. She was a fucking boss. also, you know I love a smart bitch. Yes. She- I love a smart bitch who's smarter than her king. Yes. She
0: was 100% smarter than Henry. Mm -hmm. Henry loved her 100% more than she loved him. She knew how to work him, but she also Mm -hmm. loved him. And she knew she was smart. And she knew that even though she was a woman, that that isn't what it had to be. And in 15, fucking 33. Yeah. That's That's hard enough to
1: do right fucking now. And in
0: 1533, that was fucking heard of. When Henry was on his deathbed, I think he started to clear his mind a little bit. Mm -hmm. Even though his years after his accident, he went crazy. And I think he ended up basically making a line of his heirs so Edward would get thrown. But Mary was... Legitimate and so was Elizabeth. Ah. So he basically put them all in line. I love this shit. I love history. Okay. All right, everyone. Thank you. 20 episodes if you're listening us all the way through.
1: If you've listened to 20 episodes of us being the biggest turds, yeah.
0: So get ready because now we don't care anymore. You get a now, gold star. Everything we've been holding back is just going to spew
1: out <laughs> because we don't care anymore. Yeah. You get a gold star and we get 100% worse. Yep. So thanks everyone for this.
0: Once again, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. You can also find us on, on the Earth
1: Station 1 network. Yes, no. Please,
0: please, please. On Apple Podcasts, give us a review. Give us a five star. It helps out a lot. We would love you forever. Send us an email. We've gotten a, a one email and it was so awesome. It was the highlight so, of our week. Yeah. So of my week, definitely. Give, a, <laughs> give us an email. <laughs> I loved responding to it. I... Brittany, if you don't know, this is my voice. <laughs> Mostly I'm the one in charge of the email, but if you want to see something, Martha, I will definitely show Martha. Don't worry about it. i really <laughs> fun to her too. It's just, but at first let's talk nerdy at yahoo.com and then follow us on Insta, but at first let's talk nerdy. Martha Me. does art every week. Yes. And then if we talk about something specific during our podcast that we can relate to, we'll post pictures. And We'll be back for episode 21 next week. So, we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye.
1: So, uh, Mm -hmm. if you do nothing, as it turns out, (laughs) it's really bad. It's just the same as doing a bad job. (laughs) I just don't know if you guys knew that, but now you do. Education is important. (laughs) No, the more you know the you have the battle <laughs> fuck this has been a broadcast of the ESO Network be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping at the Tea Public Store which can all be found at esonetwork.com the ESO Network your station for all things geek